Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast, your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about all topics in the world of lingerie, hosiery, and much more. Enjoy today's episode. Scarlet, and I'm here to share with you my secrets. Though, spoiler alert, these are things that are often kept secret and often hidden from the kind of general public eye, but I think these things should absolutely not be secrets. So, here I am to share with you. So, this is my very first um, podcast episode, and I am very, very, very excited. Um, things that I want to talk to you about over the coming months include a lot of things on the lines of uh, relationships, non-standard relationships, um, kink, laundry, sex, just very real talk, uh, things that I'm passionate about, things that I'm interested in and things that I would like to share with you. So I thought I would start off this first podcast episode by introducing myself a little bit and telling you a little bit about who I am and why I want to share with you. So, I am 29 years old. I am a professional model, which definitely changed during COVID. Um, So now I am a full-time content creator. Um, I make ethical kink porn videos. Uh, I am a lingerie reviewer, as I'm sure you will know if you are listening to this podcast. And I do a whole load of other things too. I am polyamorous, I am kinky, and I am queer. So I am probably going to be talking quite a lot about polyamory and things that um, things that I've learned, things that I have found, and things that I think will be helpful to share to other people that are um, exploring a non-monogamous way of life. So I thought I would start off by giving you a little bit of a kind of introduction to polyamory, polyamory 101. Um, So what is polyamory to me? Now I know everybody does, there's kind of, there's monogamy and we have our views on what that is, what that looks like, what is defined as monogamy, what the rules are, how you're supposed to act, you have the relationship escalator, you know, you meet someone, you get together, you, I don't know, the order varies a little bit, but you kind of, you know, you move in together, you get married, you have babies, and you you keep going forward on this quite standardised escalator. Now, if you are not following that, anything else is possible. (laughs) So it's quite difficult to define um, any kind of non-monogamy because it's basically anything that doesn't fall within the usual, typical rule set. Um, For me, I choose to use the word polyamory. Um, It is one of the many forms of ethical non-monogamy. And for me, polyamory means that I am open to dating multiple people simultaneously as long as everybody is aware and consenting to the situation that they are in. Um, 
I do still believe that cheating is absolutely possible in non-monogamous relationships. Um, And for me, I personally don't like to go out and have a lot of casual relationships. Um, I'm more interested in making deep emotional connections with people, uh, whether that is sexual or non-sexual. And I often... I'm a very romantic kind of person and I like to form romance type bonds with people. However, I want to do that with the full knowledge, awareness and consent of anybody else involved in my life. How, why am I polyamorous, I guess is a a good second question to ask. So there's a lot of debate around whether polyamory is um, something that you are born to be or something that you have uh, learnt. A little bit like the kind of questions around gender and sexuality and things like that. For me, I believe it can be. Um, I, I'm not sure where in my younger life I would have had any kind of non-monogamous role model. But when I think back to my childhood, I realised that I was figuring out ways around monogamy when I was in primary school. So I remember having two very close friends to me, one male, one female, and we, as I recall it, we were only ever allowed to go out with one person at a time. So we both, me and my female friend, um, would just take it in turns to date our male friend, and maybe one week he would date one of us, and then he would dump us, and then date the other one of us. Um, And this just went on for as long as I can remember, really. Um, It never really seemed like a particularly big deal. Maybe we'd get a little bit upset, but it just was kind of a way around it. And we spent a lot of time, the three of us, together. Um, And when I look back at it, I also realised that I had my first um, sexual interactions with the female friend uh, of the trio. So, yeah, I guess... From a very young age, I have been exploring different ways and alternatives to following the standard uh, monogamous relationship escalator. Throughout my teenage years, I grew up in a very um, Christian religious background. I was bullied a lot at school and it was a very, very heteronormative environment. Um, I definitely knew that I was interested in uh, people of the same gender as me from quite a young age, but it never felt safe or appropriate to express that in any way. Um, I was bullied quite a lot at school and I did not need to give anybody any more ammunition um, for things to bully me about. So I kept my um, sexual orientation quite private and I dated a lot of at the time boys and throughout my life men. Um, I think it has become quite familiar to me to date men even though I have acknowledged to myself that I'm primarily attracted to women um, and also have been attracted to people of various other genders as well. So my sexuality has been quite a confusing journey and um, when I was kind of uh, in my late teens, I started to broach the subject with people that I was dating, men, that I 
maybe was interested in women as well. And just with some very open, honest discussions, I started to have some non-monogamous relationships where I would also have a relationship, though usually more casual and more primarily on a sexual basis, with female friends or uh, women that I knew. At this stage in my life, I had absolutely no idea that polyamory was a thing, that anybody else in the world was feeling the kind of things that I might be feeling and experiencing. Um, so it was all just based entirely around conversations with, uh, with my partner. So in my early 20s, I discovered the term polyamory and I did all the reading that I could possibly do. I listened to many, many podcasts uh, and I'm still anything and everything to do with non-monogamy. I am interested and eager to learn. So I think for me, it's definitely become a way of managing my sexuality and my attraction to multiple genders. Um, but I think as my life has gone on, it has been a very active choice that actually I really enjoy having people that love me and to love many people. Um, and I don't see it as a kind of zero sum game. I feel that, uh, I have family, family members that I am capable of loving multiple family members simultaneously. And that doesn't take away the amount of love that I have for one of them. Um, and whilst romantic and sexual love is a very, very, very different thing to me, I find that this, the kind of same principles apply. Just because I have love for multiple people it doesn't mean that I restrict the amount of love that I give to each of those people or that I hold back or that I, um, yeah, I guess restrict that in any way, shape or form. For me, it is kind of an important part of learning about myself and who I am to be very authentic and when I meet new people I like to be able to form very organic connections. I don't like to go into meeting a new person with a very strict boundary of what that can be and that can only ever be a friendship and there can never be any attraction or there can never be any tension or sexual interest. Um, I much prefer to meet people in a an authentic way and see what develops from there. And usually it's a friendship, usually it's a very platonic thing, um, but on occasion it has become more and that is really beautiful to allow a connection to grow organically. So how does it work in practice? Well, <laughs> practical sides of polyamory are by far the most difficult parts to um, to organize. The logistics are or can be very challenging at times um, and whilst I kind of when I first started reading about polyamory and hearing other people use the term or non-monogamy I was kind of led to believe that it was lots and lots of sex with many different people having lots of kinky fun times and yeah a lot of sex and in reality I am very sorry to uh, taint the illusion for you but my experience has been a lot of cup of tea lots of cups of tea and um, a lot of very difficult discussions much crying much hugging 
a lot of hand-holding, more tea, did I mention tea, uh, sit-down discussions, very, very difficult discussions, and a lot more tea. Occasionally, there's some really good sex thrown in there too, but definitely a lot of tea and a lot of serious conversations. Um, I think the serious part of uh, logistically managing polyamory and multiple relationships is that you just have to be very considerate and accepting and understanding that people that you are dating perhaps have different needs to your own. They are autonomous people, they have their own lives um, and everybody is unique in what they want, what they need, how often they need it and those kind of things. So Google Calendar, uh, I'm sure there are other options available, Um, but having a calendar that I can share has been an absolute lifesaver. Scheduling and planning, whilst it might not sound the most spontaneous romantic thing, it definitely is, in my opinion, an absolute necessity for having multiple relationships because I just can't remember that many things in one go. Uh, And I like to also make sure that I plan time to see friends and family and do my work and many other things. So having a calendar where I can schedule things in, I can easily see what I'm doing and if using some kind of shared calendar means I can easily see what my partners are doing and when they're seeing other people and it all becomes a little bit easier to arrange uh, our time together. I think it is important to have uh, a variety of ways that you can spend time with the people that you care about. Uh, whether that is in person, whether that is during the times of Covid socially distanced things in person, such as going for walks outside in the park or um, other outdoor activities, Um, or whether that is video calls, gaming, uh, online interactions, using sex toys that you can kind of connect to an app and can be controlled from anywhere in the world. All of these different kind of things for me build up uh, a relationship and especially when I'm trying to have multiple relationships I physically can't be in several places at the same time. Uh, That is not to say that I would be sexting with one partner whilst cuddled up on the sofa with another partner, that's not my style. That works for some people, not for me. Um, But it does mean that I can be in one place and I can still have connections with multiple other people. Something that I find very, very challenging in the logistics of polyamory is working around holidays. And particularly during this last year or so where Covid has been such a problematic thing for everybody... Um, I think some of the ways that it is not really thought about that often is that the way that the government has handled COVID is very, very suited to monogamous couples or small family units. Now, I am a, a person that lives alone and I have multiple partners. So... The government are forcing me to choose between 
my partners and forcing me to have one bubble, which means I can only, in contact, see one other household. Now, I have chosen to primarily be in a bubble with a couple of friends that live together. Um, So I don't have to choose between partners because that seems incredibly difficult. Um, But it's it's a big problem and I would really love to hear how other people have managed polyamory and the lockdowns that we have been in and out of for the last... I've completely lost count of how many months. Um, So COVID is one thing and aside from COVID, um, holidays are another thing. So I'm going to try not to get too distracted by COVID uh, and just talk a little bit about um, holidays. Now, when I say holidays, I'm talking about things such as Christmas, New Year, Valentine's Day, Um, Easter and any other holidays that you may celebrate based on your religion or family traditions or any any other things that you might celebrate. Um, As I said I come from a Christian background so things like Christmas are quite a big deal within my family. Um, I'm personally not religious but I do uh, enjoy celebrating those times with my family and people that are very close to me. Um, this last year, uh, I did not get to see any of my partners over Christmas and that was really difficult, especially because my partner, um, was spending Christmas with, uh, his family and his other partner and sent me some really cute photos of them all at the dinner table and it was lovely but it definitely, definitely sparked off feelings of jealousy and insecurity and just feeling sad that I can't be there, but his other partner can be there and I'm on my own and they're together and it was really, really difficult. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from around the globe introduce you to more than 460 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 5,000 reviews online right now and you can join us from only $7.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. So use the promo code podcast when buying a three, six or 12 month membership and we'll give you an extra 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code so you can keep using it each time you renew your membership. Please note this is not applicable to the monthly membership. So, after listening to the rest of this podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Um, Again, New Year's is another big holiday for me. I really enjoy that time of year to kind of reflect, um, do a lot of goal setting and Whilst it sounds very cliche, it it is important to me. I think it is a really good time for me to reflect on the journey that I've been on for the past year, to do a lot of 
planning for the coming year, reassessing where I am in my life, reassessing my goals, and really spending some time answering the hard questions and the things that I've been avoiding and really doing a bit of an inward look. And I love to do that with somebody that I care about, whether that is a friend, but preferably a partner, a lover, somebody that's really close to me. I love to be able to do goal setting with somebody else, to hold each other accountable and to celebrate the coming of a new year together. Now, again, polyamory uh, makes that a little bit of a challenge. So if you are very um, fortunate in having a poly network um, of partners, lovers, whatever, that get on very well and you can all celebrate together, then that would be my dream situation. However, that is not always easy to do. Uh, There are many, many, many reasons. Um, Unfortunately, me and my, um, one of my metamors, which is my partner's other partner, we do not get along and we have a mutual agreement to not spend time together. Um, We're very different people and we have very different life views. Um, So that means that having any kind of uh, group get together is just not really possible um, and just wouldn't really be that fun even if it were possible. So I had to come up with ways of managing the situation and sitting down thinking about what my needs are and communicating those to the people that I love and care about. Um, This year I did take the time to do my reflection process by myself Uh, and again my partner was spending time with his other partner Um, but what I was able to do was I was able to reflect on what it was that I needed what I was not getting from those relationships what I was getting from the relationships instead and I planned some time to do some goal setting on a different day uh, to celebrate on a different day Now, of course, there's only one precise moment in the year where the year ticks over. But that I got to I got to spend that with friends um, instead of partners. And it's just I guess it's all just about accepting that you can't have everything that you want. You can't be with the people that you want to be with at all times. And that is definitely a thing that we are all experiencing during covid Um, So making the most of what you can do and just being very flexible to make plans on different days or to have a phone call during that holiday or a video call or exchange pictures or messages or other ways that you can feel connected whilst respecting and not interrupting the time that they have with their other partners. Um... My birthday was is also in January, so um, again, another very difficult thing and one of the reasons that I am unable to spend much time with um, my male partner is that his uh, risk profile and the way he is handling COVID is very different to mine and I am not comfortable putting myself or anybody else at risk in order to... Uh, have a hug and some in contact time um but it does mean that i it has allowed me some time to get to know um 
my newest partner and was able to share my birthday with her in a way that I perhaps wouldn't have done otherwise. I would, I think, have tended to sway towards spending it with the person that I had been with for longer and was um, generally a little bit closer to. But it was a really nice opportunity um, and I did a lot of online things with friends and was able to virtually spend time together with a lot of people that I love. So it was really nice um, and I would like to be able to plan in other celebrations with other partners. I guess it depends how long you have been with somebody and how comfortable you are planning ahead. But there's always the option of, you know, I guess... A lot of monogamous people handle Christmas and things in a way of, you know, we'll spend Christmas with your family this year and my family next year, um, which is an option for planning with partners. Um, Ways that I have definitely enjoyed Christmas in a non-monogamous environment in previous years is that I have had a pre-Christmas Christmas Christmas, um, with my chosen family, which is, at that time it was... um, my partner, her partner, and some of their close friends. This was, of course, before COVID. Um, And a few days before Christmas, I think we tended to do it on the 23rd, we would all get together, have a very big dinner, have uh, exchange of gifts and film watching and all the things that you do usually on Christmas Day, just a few days earlier. And it gave me an opportunity before that to do a lot of present shopping, gift shopping, making things, uh, spending time with individual partners to make things for other partners, to make things for my metamors. And it just felt like a really, really wholesome time. Uh, And the actual day, at that time, it didn't even feel relevant. And it meant that I got to spend the actual Christmas day with my family. But I also felt very comfortable that I had spent time with my partners very close to that time. So many, many, many ways to uh, navigate Christmas and other holidays, usually by just trying to focus not too heavily on the actual date of the event, but what it is that you enjoy to do on that day and making plans to do that with various partners around or on slightly different days. Um, That's my way of going about it. I would love to hear other people's opinions How do you navigate the holidays? How how do you deal with uh, your emotions around the holidays? I'm a very emotional person. I have uh, quite a a difficult past and I find particularly things like Christmas and birthdays can be quite traumatic for me. So having people to share with is really important to me. So uh, I have talked at you for quite a while now so I just wanted to go over my final things for this first episode Uh, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of the terminology that is used within the polyamorous uh, community as these words may come up in future podcasts and I thought it might give you a little bit of an interesting insight to the world of non-monogamy. So um, I used the more than two uh, website. They have a fabulous glossary on there uh, with so many terms, so, so, so many words uh, and really good explanations. So I'm going to just pick out a few from there that I thought were relevant and might come up in uh, future discussions. So, Comet 
is a word that I use. A word to describe an occasional lover who, or partner or whatever word you want to use to refer to them, but somebody that is kind of passes through and you might see them semi-regularly but kind of there's no expectation of daily interactions of continuity um so there are a lot of people that I have fabulous wonderful beautiful interactions with maybe once or twice a year uh we see each other when we see each other and in between that we maybe keep in touch occasionally but there's no kind of expectation of good morning texts good night texts um and we just enjoy the time that we can have together um the next word I want to use is compersion. Now this is a word that is very much used in the polyamorous community and is kind of the like gold standard ideal situation, <laughs> um, ideal emotion. Uh, so compersion is a feeling of joy and happiness when your partner um, or relationship person takes joy with somebody else so for example I have felt compersion when my partner has gone on a date with somebody new Um, it's sort of seen I guess as the opposite of jealousy for me I express a lot I am definitely not immune to jealousy Um, but compersion is for me a feeling of seeing my partner be happy and knowing that that doesn't always have to come from me and that there are many other things in their life that can make them happy. Um, Feeling joy at their joy, even if I am not directly involved in it. Other words. Um, NRE. Okay, so that is a great one. Uh, and very, very, very applicable in non-monogamous situations. NRE stands for New Relationship Energy. And I'm sure most of you have experienced this at some point if you have uh, dated anybody and you get that really excitable, kind of giddy, uh, everything in the world is wonderful, you want to make all the big decisions, you want to suddenly travel together, move in together, all the things, and everything's so, so exciting. Um, This is referred to as new relationship energy. And whilst if you're in a monogamous situation, you might experience this once with your partner at the beginning of your relationship when you get together, and that is it. Um, And that is what throws you into the passions of a beautiful, long relationship. Now, if you are dating multiple people... There is the possibility to have this NRE feeling with many people throughout your lifetime, um, even when you are dating other people. And a lot of uh, non-monogamous tend to advise against making any rash decisions during that period. Um, It can also be quite a difficult thing for partners that are already in your life to see you experiencing so much elation from being with somebody new so I tend to try and be very aware of how much I might need to give to my existing relationships during that time and it's really easy to get caught up and swept up and wanting to do absolutely everything with your new love interest 
but it can also be a very important time to reassure your existing relationships and make time and give energy to those as well. Um, Polycule is another, I'm trying to not overload you too much here, but um, only go into the things that are appropriate and I'm sure more words will come up in time and I will try and go over those as and when they come up. Um, but the, there are two final words that I want to introduce you to. One being polycule, which is a common term for a kind of poly network. Um, it is basically the, the web of people that you are involved with. So that doesn't just mean you personally, but that means uh, the people that you are in a relationship with and the people that they are in relationships with. Now, as you can imagine, these webs or polycules can get very big very quickly if you date a lot of people and they also date a lot of people. Um, so a polycule can be very small, can be as small as three people, um, but it can also be infinitely growing um, of course, that uh, definitely leaves a lot to be discussed around um, health, particularly um, sexual health status. And now in this kind of time, um, COVID and health risks are much, much, much more serious. And having an idea of what your polycule is can be incredibly useful for transferring that scale across to seeing what kind of networks you're involved in in a daily basis with work, with friends, with family and the impact of coronavirus on that web of people and how any actions that you take can be passed on to other people in that network. Uh, the final word that I wanted to bring up is the word veto. Uh, veto is a relationship agreement. Um, it usually is in situations where people uh, have a hierarchy so they use primary secondary terminology which we will come on to at another point um, and it is an it is a relationship agreement which gives one person the power to end another person's other relationships or to say what I guess it is to kind of set rules around what somebody does with other people and have the power to terminate any of those things if they so wish at any point. There is a lot of debate on whether veto agreements are healthy or unhealthy. And I think a lot of people that start out from a monogamous point of view imply veto to uh, other relationships as a kind of safety net, a safety blanket, so that they feel in control and that they feel that their original relationship isn't going to become affected. Um, I'd love to hear how many of you do or don't have a veto agreement um, and why and I, I'm sure it will come up in another podcast episode because I have so many things to say on this um, that yeah I, I can't possibly fit it into just one episode. So thank you very very much for joining me on my very first podcast episode. I hope that has given you a bit of an insight into who I am, the kind of things that I'm interested in, and the kind of things that I'm going to be talking to you about over the coming months. 
Um, you can find me on social media. If you are on Twitter, I am Scarlet Secrets. Uh, I am Scarlet Rose on Instagram and other places. Um, and I have an OnlyFans page again, which if you search Scarlet Rose, you will find me there. So plenty of places that you can get in touch to ask me questions um, or share your thoughts on what you would like to hear more of in the podcast. But more importantly than anywhere else, absolutely please go and check out laundrylowdown.com. They have hundreds, if not thousands now of reviews from me, uh, reviewing everything from laundry, hosiery, sex toys, and so much more. It is the absolute place to be. I love working for such an independent review company. They allow me to share my 100% honest views on anything that I review. So yeah, if you want to see completely unfiltered, very honest reviews on anything laundry based, uh, you can also use my code SCARLET10 for a discount on any 3, 6 or 12 month subscription. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to bringing you the next in my series of Laundry Lowdown, the podcast. Thanks for joining us on Laundry Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get an extra 10% off a three, six or 12 month membership today.